Greetings, and welcome to another episode of Duck Duck Dice, a show where we play Dungeons and Dragons and put it on the internet. My name is Sam. I am the dungeon master for this game, which takes place in the land known as Amber Rush. We thank you all for joining us for episode 21 of Duck Duck Dice. So when this is all said and over, all said and done, you guys can uh, buy Duck Duck Dice a beer. Um, but Duck Duck Dice is uh, part of the part part of uh, part of the party follow games family, and Clinton is going to tell you about the other family member. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the other family member is uh, Game Goose Podcast, which is a podcast about video games, video game news, and that kind of stuff. Uh, we take a deep dive each week into a topic uh, related to video games. This week we're going to talk about enemy AI and how. Different enemies do different things and the way they're programmed and stuff. So that'll be should be interesting. Cool. Thanks, Clint. Yeah, that's and on that Tuesdays is at eight PM. Eight PM Eastern Standard Time. Um you probably hear the music. You will probably see some maps tonight. And Danny's gonna tell you more about the people who help make those possible. Yeah, there are some awesome people who make all of our extras possible for us here in this Rule 20 environment. Uh, and same music we use when we're at the regular table. So that's a thank you to Tabletop Audio, Kevin McLeod, and Will Savino over at Music D20. Check out their stuff. Super cool. And our maps are provided for us by Neutral Party and Two Minute Tabletop. Also awesome creators. Make sure you check them out and go give them some support. Cool. Thank you, Danny. Anything else before we get started? Nope. That's it for me. Cool. We didn't have a dice giveaway. I thought we had a no. Is that not a thing? Is that? We're 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 not doing that until things are a little easier to move easier. around outside. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> things are hard. Things are hard to do right now in general. Um, cool. Well, let's get into it then. So, days of dangerous travel through the Halcyon Plateau finally ended for the blessed at Marin's Gate, but the city would prove to have its own problems. The group witnessed a massive street brawl between striking workers of the Federation of Ore and Wheel and some mercenary goons. Three workers lay dead after the dust-up. After the fight, Ally noticed a familiar face from the Fowl which resulted in the group being led to a secret hideout in a Cooper's workshop. There they stand, in a dark and dimly lit room beneath the streets of Marin's Gate, staring into the one good eye of the grizzled Fow organizer. So this tattooed, eye-patched, slicked-back, gray-haired gentleman is leaning forward on this table, and as you all stand in this small earthen walled room beneath the Cooper's workshop, you're alone uh, with this gentleman in the room. And he, he leans forward on the table and he says, well, 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 Gator. <laughs> I've got to admit the last time I saw you being led off in chains, I thought to myself, well, that's the last I'm going to see of him again. Because I thought, honestly, they threw kobolds in the soup in the prison pits. <laughs> what the hell are you doing in Meren's Gate? Well, it's a bit of a story. You got some time? Mm. 
Well, normally in these circumstances, I would say no. But then again, when does a ghost just show up in the town you happen to be in? So please take a seat. And he reaches down under the table and pulls up a bottle of hard liquor. And there are seats around the table that you all can sit at. Yeah, I'll go sit up kind of the chair next to him. Close right. to him. And he just kind of crosses his arms, leans back in the chair, and props his two legs up on the uh, the table. Well, so you saw me getting drunk away in shackles. So you assumed right. They sent me to the prison pits. It's pretty uh, arduous journey to get there. The uh, place, though, isn't wasn't as bad as everyone makes it out. It seems if you find some like-minded friends and take care of them, they'll take care of you. And I fell in with a group of kind-souled halflings. We looked out for each other. I don't think they uh, ever uh, expected me to uh, be what I was, but... Well, you know how things go. Spent a little time there, uh, but one of them had a contact on the outside, so when I got unceremoniously dumped out of the pits after my time, I uh, was picked up by another halfling and taken to a monastery and trained in the monkly ways and had some <laughs> aptitude for it. And, uh, well, now I'm out in the world. Trying to experience it as a free kobold for the first time ever. I've got to say, when I met you a long fucking time ago, and, uh, you were old for a kobold even then. <laughs> Surprised you didn't have to get scraped off of somebody's boot in the prison pits, but you always were good at making the right kind of speaking of friends you uh, came into town with uh, your own little uh, crew I see yeah they uh, well the boy over there Lex we uh, worked together in Kavorka and out in the uh, olive groves uh, and as we were Finishing up harvest, some shit went down there. The, uh, some uh, frog people attacked town, and we, as a group, the five of us managed, well, the four of us, sorry, uh, managed to uh, repel the uh, frog people, and, well, we ended up in Horn Rock after a while. One of our number, unfortunately, didn't make it out of Horn Rock, but... Nah. We picked up Una Terrible. along the way. And you made it down through the Bear Grip Pass to Marin's Gate. Yeah. I heard you had uh, quite the troubles up there. Well, yeah, a little bit. I know all about it. That's why uh, I was so keen on... Uh, Talking to you as well as your friends. 
Well, hello, everybody. My name is Joe Debs of the Federation of Ore and Wheel. And, uh, well, this here is my strike in town. But, um, I heard you all, uh, really threw your weight around on the pass. And, uh, while I understand some of our Hornrock brethren were not so fortunate, I understand you, you all showed, uh, quite the guts and, uh, protecting the caravan and as well as getting your own asses through there. You have my respect. You truly do. But I've introduced myself. I know Gator here very well. Uh, now it's time you all introduced yourselves to me. Well, I, uh, my name is Lex and um, I met up with Ally and uh, Kavorka, like you said, as we worked the olive fields together. Nice to meet you, Lex. Do you know how to swing that thing? I would imagine so, from what I've heard. Yeah, I can usually hit something. Good for you, lad. That's an important skill. Continue to develop that. And uh, you, the one whose uh, head is brushing against the ceiling. Oh, um, hi. My name's Una. Um, I just, I didn't know they did all that. Um, but I, I joined with them um, in Hornrock uh, before they left on the path. So they seem like really, yeah, they're really good people. And they're really, I mean, they can take down a lot of stuff. I mean, so it you, helps, but yeah. So you're the newest member of what I've heard is called the Blessed, then. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Very interesting. Nice pick up there. Either of you? My name is Kaya. It's nice to meet you. I'll, like, offer my hand. And he'll reach across the table and shake your hand. Um, it's very... He's got sandpaper-like kind of hand and a very strong grip. He's got very long fingers that kind of encase around your hand um and as he reaches the sleeve kind of pulls up his jacket a little bit and you can see just the tattoos on his hands and knuckles continue up his forearm um this guy it's very nice to meet you and what about you uh my name's eric he looks you up and down eric Sameki. Maybe. Well, who's asking? I told you. Well, yeah, but how would you know that name? <laughs> Please. I'm Joe Debs. I, it is my job to know who the noble families of the Fireswain Kingdom are. Okay? And I, uh... Well, I never dealt with your father directly the uh the Semeki family's always been steady friends with the fowl <laughs> i'm surprised you're not dead <laughs> to be uh completely honest well that makes two of us <laughs> this is just oh my gosh the uh the day that this is uh, two ghosts 
walk into Marin's Gate today. <laughs> Thinking of what? What do you call him? As I point to Ally. At this point, it's... I'm taking a uh, sling bullet and I'm flicking it at Eret. <laughs> Are you saying anything? Or just wing... nope. Just like flinging this <laughs> sling bullet at him. All right, uh, make a let's make a contested dexterity, <laughs> dexterity. Uh, make a dexterity saving throw and a uh, oh, make an 20. attack with your. Oh. Fail, fail. <laughs> I did not get an ad twenty. So yeah, you just get beamed in the face with a, a sling bullet. I assume I take like ten damage. <laughs> if I threw it, yeah. <laughs> I guess roll. Do you, are you trying no, to hurt him no. with it? No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, it's a crit. <laughs> it's going to fuck him up real good. I'm unconscious, sorry. Aaron got a chipped tooth. He lost an eye. He got sent uh, to the wallet out into the street. How do you think so, Joe Debs lost his eye? <laughs> so, um, Aaron, I thought yeah. you didn't have a last name. Yeah, and you believed it. <laughs> thought we just got bored <laughs> all right well uh, the computers there's a lot of new information <laughs> uh, but to answer uh yours master Semeki, uh gator and i uh, we go back what for 40 years 50 somewhere in there lost count it's been a long time a long time but uh I would recognize that arrogant gait of his anywhere. We strutted around with his chest buffed out, bigger than all the other kobolds. Surprised you can Look see at... anything with that one eye. <laughs> <laughs> well, from up here, it's pretty easy to see just about <laughs> twice as much as you. <laughs> uh, and he takes a swig of the bottle and passes it to uh, Ally. Take a deep swig of it. <laughs> He, he kind of gives you like a pass it around as he reaches into his duster and lights up a cigarette. <clears throat> so, you are through the hell of Bergret Pass, and you have found yourselves in the middle of. Uh, well, I think it's uh, quite obvious a uh, escalating situation here in the city what are your plans exactly well we were just trying to get our wagon through and head to the south but it sounds like you have something in mind well yes i mean you know old friends and present nobility uh you know otherwise standing there I cannot uh, let you pass through the city, unfortunately. It's just the way these things sort of go. But, um, yes, I did have something. Something uh, that may, uh, well, at least maybe help speed up uh, our process here and finish things um something that may be in your line of work but then again i've got lots of problems and um you know a trusting ear to uh lay them on somebody whose uh counsel i 
respect whose judgment I have seen uh, play out well. So, like you said, we have time. Uh, well, I came in uh, about five days ago to uh, assist our foul locals who uh, were already in the uh, process of uh, trying to negotiate with the trade houses. But, um, well, right from the beginning, they brought in these new... Uh, sort of... Uh, riffraff mercenaries we are accustomed to and frankly not an outfit that i've heard of before they uh called themselves the three spears and um well they pretty much came in at the beginning and well they took over our offices one of our warehouses numerous homes of foul drivers who were uh, airing their grievances to the trade houses and uh well even took the docks so we have been exchanging our our brawls our fights for territory and the usual affairs but uh well today the gloves it seems have come off so that is the situation i am outnumbered the trade houses have more money than we do uh, my main priority is keeping the gates and the traffic stopped meanwhile the uh the three spears out there they uh well, they hold most of the cards. So that's the situation I'm in, Gator. And I guess what I want to know is, are you willing to help the Fowl? Like the Fowl have helped you in the past. I certainly am willing to help. I can't speak for any of my friends. But, I mean... We've always had each other's backs. Well, first, I guess, because I know Gator, I don't you. I believe in transparency with the people I work with. These uh, three spears are, uh, well, well, some of their, uh, you know, street rat types might be your run-of-the-mill ruffians and tough guy types. Uh... The three spears themselves. Uh, well, there's a mage, and there's a uh, a cutthroat, and their main skullbreaker is a guy by the who gave me this. As he kind of points to his knee. So. What did you say his name was? Hogarth. That looks awful. Ah, well, that's... I've dealt with worse. This one just happened to uh, stick with me a little bit more. How long ago did that happen? <clears throat> oh, this this was probably 15 years ago. Hogarth and I were on opposite sides of the fighting lines out in the Tribreeze Valley over 
some dispute or another and uh well the foul got the upper hand in that quarrel but uh well let's just say uh the low blow on me definitely uh definitely did some damage so what do you expect us to do here do you want us to like go in and assassinate these three people that's because that's what it sounds like well that's uh an interesting point that you bring up um master Sameki. um which also big your status as a noble in this situation how do you feel working directly with the foul like this i would prefer to work with the foul but i'll probably need a disguise kit or something since you recognize me i wouldn't put it past anyone else recognizing me well here's the situation I've got two pressing problems. One that I think uh, Gator's skill set would help with. Uh, another that may take a little bit more of a uh, direct approach. And now, with you, Mr. Sameki here, I feel as though maybe not a third problem, but a third opportunity as well. But here's the situation. In the docks, there is a 100-pound crate of silver bars hidden in a boat. Now that those silver bars are the property of the FAO members here in town. It is what they will retire on. It is what they will use in emergencies. And... Regardless of present circumstances, I am obliged to try to protect the future interests as well of my members. And so it's important that those funds be recovered. We were just about to get them out on the boat when the three spears took the turf from us. So, I would very much like you, Gator, to go and either get that box or take one of my captains with you and get that the boat launched. I will now present to you the second problem I'm facing, which is that damned mage from the Three Spears taking up one of our warehouses. There is a lot of supplies in there that we need. There are documents in there that are hidden that we cannot let them access and I very much want that damn warehouse back what are so they those doing are... Hmm? with the warehouse it's uh, it's typical of these sort of uh, disputes for there to be taking of various territories that one organization or the other may deem as uh, valuable or a piece of their pride or their honor, for example. I stole one of the Trade House members' private gondola just because I knew it would piss him off. So, but also, now with Mr. Semeki here, 
maybe there is a uh, diplomatic approach as well. Or maybe something like blackmail or bribery. As nobles are the only ones or members of the trade houses that would probably be admitted into the inner district at the time such as this. So, that is what I am dealing with. And I can't help but feel what with me seeing two ghosts today that uh, well, are here to help me with some of the... Because obviously the sooner we are able to negotiate, the sooner you'll be able to pass through town. Well, I... Okay. Go ahead, Eric. The real is, this is a lot. So feel free to ask me any questions you have. I feel like uh, me walking into the inner district not knowing anything about the status of my family might not be the best option. So, yeah, so your family is missing then too, eh? Well, I was hoping you might have news from the border. <laughs> oh... Well, I mean, from what I heard, it wasn't pretty. The Tenebris clans came up and stormed Waterworld Wood. And I heard a lot of people died. I heard that the noble Stamaki family went missing. And, um, well, the southern bridge across Spanifix has been um, somewhat of a refugee camp for... Uh, your former citizens who have fled north. Uh, nobody, as far as I know, not any foul members anyway, are moving into the southern lands at this time. That is what I know. I am... I suppose I don't need to know all of the details of how you managed to escape the fate of your family and fellow citizens of the world, but yeah, that's very strange. Yeah. Anyway, what, so... uh, oh. sorry, you can, let me interrupt you, Eric. No, it's, 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 it's fine. It's yeah. Um, yeah, we'll just pass on that one for now. Let me think about it. Yeah. So, if I had my way, because it is, uh, well, there is a lot on the line for the people here, should something go wrong. I could really use that money out of that boat. Or to send that boat down the river. There's a courier waiting for it. I think what could... else? <clears throat> I mean, I sure I could get to the boat and send it out. You said you wanted to send one of your captains with it. Well, this is where I kind of leave it up to you. The boat is ready to go. I mean, at least last we left it. I don't know what uh, the three speeders may have done to it, but 
As far as I, we could tell, they hadn't fucked with the boats too much. So you could cast off from there, send it down the river with my captain, or you could go in, get the box, bring it back to me, and we'll move it out by the road. I suppose I could help carry that if that ends up being the safer option, but I, I don't know. The boat sounds fine to me as long as it's not sabotaged in any way. Is it guarded? Is it dangerous? Should we go with Ally? Well, last I knew, our intel said that there was usually roughly at least a dozen of the three spears up, three threat types on guard and near the docks. And I'm sure just walking up to a boat and pulling out a crate full of silver bars is uh, not something that they'll just allow to happen. Maybe there's something else we could do to get their attention. Something that's more important to them or a bigger issue than a box of metal. Now that's what I was thinking as well. You said that you have this mage problem. What problems has he been causing for you? Well... Other than moving into your warehouse. Between you and me, there's something just very creepy about her. Very strange. I just don't like her. And um, I want my warehouse back. You and Lex will get along. He thinks magic people are creepy, too. I mean, it's yeah. usually true. Well, <laughs> what? <laughs> Don't worry about it, Luna. But uh, maybe we kill two usually. birds with one stone if the four of you head towards our mage friend, cause a commotion, deal with him, her. Well, the thing... And then I could go to the boat and cast it off. But uh, I don't think we can just go willy-nilly blasting and crashing into warehouses. Is there anything she's actually done other than be creepy? Is she a danger? Is she... Three of my members are dead in the street because of what the three spears did she is one of the three spears and as far as i'm concerned everything is on the table for them do you know anything about the kind of mage she might be no i don't know if it's asking too much do you know anybody who might know anything about her well, I'm pretty sure that uh, Mr. RQ Goofberry hired them. The head of the trade houses here in town. He would probably know more about them. No, that's probably not the most viable option for information, unfortunately. Um, Ally, I'm okay with your plan, but how close are the warehouse and the docks? Would it 
Would causing a commotion even do anything to the dock? Would they actually leave? I don't. She go? I don't know if they'll what leave, is... but they won't be able to uh, call reinforcements and chase the boat down river or whatever else. Maybe. At least, that's the hope. Should we try to gather any more information before we? Well, I don't to think anything? we probably set out tonight and do any of this. But yes, well. Any help you can give us would be uh, most appreciated. And um, if you can help us uh, be successful in bringing the, uh, the negotiating table, then um, obviously you could pass through the city and I would give you one of these. And he um, holds up. Um, it's probably like a three inch in diameter coin. Um, it's got a silver, um, it's got, a, a, a silver outside, um, that's fairly thick and then a small, um, almost kind of like penny sized, uh, gold piece in the middle and the silver kind of looks like, um, a wheel and, uh, ally, you would probably, you would know this, that that's a, that's a Federation coin and, um, it's essentially a almost like a, a get out of jail free card or a like you know IOU favor thing for basically anyone in the foul. Um, it shows you're in good standing with them and you can you know use it for a favor from a foul member. Um, Dude, yes. But. Time is obviously of the essence here. I don't know this for a fact, but um, there is always the potential that uh, reinforcements get called in from the three spears. I have sent for assistance from Spanifix, but um, it could be some time. Hell, I was supposed to be the cavalry on this one. But you never know what the problem is until you're staring it in the face. So I guess I have no one to blame but myself for these shortcomings. But that being said, your help would be most appreciated. And um, I think it goes without saying, though, that um, us working together... Well, you might want to keep a low profile about it for as long as you can, because... Um, well, that being associated with Joe Debs obviously brings with it in situations like this, a uh, little bit of a risk. Very well. I think uh, you've given us what we need. Will you be here for a while? Or should we find some other way to contact you? Mm. That's a good question. You, um... Oh, hold on a minute. Hold on. Uh, oops, that's the wrong thing. Uh, I'll be here. You just come here if you need me. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine there's probably like a secret code or something. We can use that. 
Well, I'll give you a little bit of, um, when you leave this area, maybe, um, you know, curse my name a little bit or, uh, you know, be like, oh, fuck those foul guys or something, you know, that way, uh, you know, a pure inconvenience from coming out of the area that way, uh, maybe people wouldn't be so suspicious. <laughs> I guess we could just swear up a blue streak about still not being able to leave the city. There you go. Yes. Yes, you should complain about the situation that is for betterment of everybody, for your own selfish reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Being minorly inconvenienced at the sake of the good of everybody is something that's with righteous indignation. <laughs> I guess if this is my civic duty... <laughs> Uh, yeah, two two D and D games in a row. Doing yeah, this. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have on our Sunday game too. Uh, very well. I think we have a bit of reconnaissance and a bit others to do. He told us which boat and stuff, which warehouse, right? Assuming. Uh, yeah. Yep. Okay. So I guess you'll either hear it's done or you'll hear we're dead. Or you won't hear oh. from us. Well, so we'll be dropping it off, or if we do manage to get the boat and silver cast off, we'll either be able to get it on the road, or we'll be able to get if in you contact get, with you. If you get the crate, you bring it here. If you can cast off that boat, one of my guys had better be on it. And I'm trusting that they already have everything in place on how to get a hold of you then, so. That There's somebody there's somebody waiting for it south of town. So who's yeah. this captain then, if we want to send someone out with it? You'll want to get Bisbee. He's one of my best. Where's he at? If, if you want him, I will tell you where you can find him at his home. Oh, okay. As long as he doesn't pull a knife on us at this hour. <laughs> I mean... Maybe don't go banging on his door right now. There are three Spears goons about. Don't want to panic anybody. But um, if you if you reach out to him, I will know. Well, it sounds that we have much to discuss. That do we have do. any further business here? Did he tell us where to find this captain? Yeah. It would be in the southeastern portion of town. Okay. Southwestern. Hey, I think we've got everything we can. Joe, I will see you later. Hmm. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. Well, um, friends of Gator... Master Sumeki, <laughs> you be well. I will see you soon. All right. Well, I do our secret handshake with him. All right. <laughs> he, he blows it up and he leans back into the shadow. Just a cigarette, tip of a cigarette, the only visible thing burning from the shadows. I, I sigh in disgust on so, my way out. What? We were 20. You have to have secret handshakes when you're 20. 
<laughs> I just gotta like, you know, nod and do a simple uh, wave at Joe as I'm head out the door. And, well, take care, Joe. And I can't believe we're forced to stay put another night. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> Oh, uh, he says, "Don't forget to wash your hands." <laughs> <laughs> uh, well then, do you guys want to head to this warehouse and see what we're up against, or do you want to head to the docks and see what we're up against? I feel more comfortable not getting too close to where that mage might be, so. I kind of want to investigate the docks, see what sort of situation that might be, and if I can be of uh, help for you, if that's where you're going to be going. What time of day is it? Like it's night. It's it is right at, uh, dusk. Yeah. At this point now, right? At this point, it's at this point it's probably is it ten o'clock ish around there. <laughs> Could I, I get at this point, it would be a little is... less inconspicuous if we showed up at the docks tomorrow morning or something. Not a lot of people moving about the docks this time of night. I don't know what's more conspicuous, wandering by docks at nighttime or wandering by a warehouse. I think any wandering at night is going to be suspicious. I mean, in the vacancy, people who wander around at night, we are usually up to no good. Will we be... Where are you guys having this conversation? As we're walking up the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so we're back in the Up the again. seven foot long steps. So, guys. <laughs> as we um, come outside and as we get to the street, mm-hmm. what do the streets look like? Are there people moving about at all? Is it like that kind of city or is it really quiet? You guys actually walk out to the main street in front of the mocking bar, um, which is the um, bar and party location that Wesna, the innkeep at the Crow Flies, told you about. So this little corner of um, the street where the mocking bottle is, is um, it's uh, you can hear a noise emanating from it. And there are the same kind of typical drunks that Una recalls not the exact same ones but in similar fashion kind of stumbling and talking outside of it um but other than that i mean street where where in the city is this is it like you guys are in the uh south east corner of the city um and there are street like um there are kind of like torch lamps that are lit not everywhere but along kind of the main road that follows kind of cuts through um not the center of the city but creates the outline around the inner district um but you know many of the other houses are dimly lit with candle or firelight um but um the out the the alleyways but outside of the main drag are dark I feel like the docks might have more people moving around than the warehouse. Maybe less inconspicuous there. Where's the warehouse in the city? Uh, the warehouse is just north of you guys in the, uh, uh, the, 
the northeast quadrant of the city. Well, we can swing by there, and if uh, there isn't a lot of people, I don't it's... know if you guys. I don't know if this will. I think I can show this to you guys now because. Oops. Yeah, that's kind of that's the shape of the city. Oh, what's so that outcropping? That's the docks. So you guys came in this way. Um, warehouses over here. Um, secret hideouts down here. Big bars here. Curl flies in is over here. Yeah, my so... map looks exactly the same. And then this is the inner district on the inside. Alright. Well, why don't we swing by the warehouse on our way north? And then go by the docks on our way back to the inn. Yeah. See, this is my map. It looks about the same. <laughs> Good. Yay. <laughs> I described it well enough for Alex to draw a square. <laughs> Inside of a square. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's progress. That's progress. Yes. Well, I guess if anyone asks what we're doing, uh, wandering around the warehouse at this time of night, we're on the way back to our wagon anyway, so. Yeah. I'm going to the end. I'm not. I'm going back to the wagon tonight. But yeah, we can get a room. I guess I'll swing by the docks, and you guys can just go to the wagon. I'm going back to the inn as well. I'm also going to the inn, but I just want to note that I'm very not inconspicuous, and I can't turn back to my small form for until like I, I sit down for a bit. Well, it sounds like we're not going to be doing this tonight. I don't well, why think, don't right? we head across over to this bar and no. see what the uh, ongoing thoughts of the town folk are, and then you can get your legs beneath you, and then we can go snooping. But it's so much in there. It's Isn't it's not this like what the other. All I guess. Lights and sounds and everything else that you've been trying to get a... They have food uh, in there, I bet. Everyone's acting strange, and I don't know if I want to... If you think it's safe, then we can go in. But if it's not safe... It's decidedly it's not safe. safer than us poking around a warehouse or <laughs> a guarded ship, but... It's probably right. safer than Griffin's. Yeah, definitely I mean... safer than Griffin's. We Is survived Griffins. Yeah, and I've survived hundreds of bars, too. <laughs> it only takes the one. <laughs> you could say that about anything. Yeah, Griffins, too. I, I don't know. You have to be a really big Griffin, then. <laughs> Una, if we go in and it's too much for you, let me know and we'll head back towards the inn, okay? Okay. Okay. You guys going inside this bar? <laughs> For some reason. <laughs> to take a short rest so she can yeah. disguise herself. <laughs> I feel like if we want to get down to tactics. <laughs> isn't the verbal thing, isn't it only once per day? No, it's per short rest. Oh, really cool. I did not know that. Yeah. Interesting. So how, how, how busy is this tavern? Like, does it look like we'll be able to get a table? that we can strategize. So you have no idea what the inside looks like. <laughs> There's no windows. It is kind of this, um, the, 
the lower level of the building almost looks too small to hold up the rest of the building above it. Like there was a bunch of, um, whereas most of the city looks very uniform um, in its construction, there's clearly like the initial kind of similar looking Bavarian half timber style kind of building. But then there are all these other like rooms and balconies that look to be built off of this, you know, two and a half, three story building. Um, so it's kind of like a like a weird shape, sort of like this almost. And um, reminds me yeah. of a house nearby. Yeah, and um, you can hear like a not like a but whatever the whatever the equivalent of that. Yeah, some very intense fiddling, maybe, or some Yeah, some spirited loop playing, bumping through the walls. They just have a bass drum and they just... Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's a... It's, it, the door itself is like this very tall, finely carved wooden kind of archway door. Um, there are these two encapsulated um, kind of torches burning bright next to it um, with a few people kind of staggering about, drunkenly yelling at each other, or having conversations off to the side, getting some air from whatever's going on inside. Well, here we go. Shortest first. I head in. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm next, obviously. So you walk in and you're kind of greeted with two things that don't don't quite match. Um, there is a small, darkly lit bar area. Um, and the walls look like they're kind of almost like paint um, with this very um, finely polished um bar right in front of you off to the side is a set of stairs and there's like this kind of like subdued almost kind of like classy feel to uh the space that you've walked into um with a few kind of high top tables that a few people are kind of sit sitting at quietly having drinks but then from the stairs there's emanating all this light from you know, torches and 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 uh, the light from upstairs, and you can hear the sound of raucous partying um, going on upstairs while there's quiet, tame, um, finely polished bar kind of sits beneath it. So it's more like lounge with speakeasy more than like yeah, kind of like it, yeah. It looks like yeah, that's a good way to put it. Almost like a, a speakeasy cocktail lounge kind of place. Um, but then upstairs, it sounds like they're your more sort of traditional, um, you know, tavern fare. Well, Una, this seems like a quiet place to get a little rest. But what's happening up there? I, well, you're so more than welcome to go up and find out as I walk over to the bar. All right. The bartender places out a napkin on the the bar. Says, "What can I get for? What can I get for you, sir?" Well, what are you known for? Well, I've just gotten in. Uh, there's a fine selection of wines here that I'm rationing. Get some more. So that would be our top item for a discerning customer like yourself, I'm sure. Let's go with that. Right. And he uncorks a bottle and pours you a nice tall glass of red wine. What are the rest of you doing? Una is slowly making her way towards the stairs so she can go up them. 
Following Una. Just wide-eyed and bushy-tailed. Following Heading up Una. the stairs. Alright. So you all head up the stairs. Nope. Four of you head up the stairs. Mm. Um, you walk up and there's a landing and then there's the second set of stairs that opens up to just this massive floor um, with a long bar running along the side. And there's just raucous partying going on. Um, people singing and dancing on the tables. Um, it looks like that there's some sort of, you know, there's there's gambling, there's, there's fist fight, uh, drinking games, um, people lined up along the bar and the wall. Um, you know, it is very much almost swinging from the rafters, kind of, um, in this place as um, several musicians keep the uh, the spirit alive in the room and the ale is pouring forth almost seemingly without stop. This is a party. I'll head up to get boozed. All right. Uh, if almost kind of like hurried and like kind of like sweating barmaid is like, yeah, uh-huh, what can I get for you? Just some ale, please, four of them. All right, and like <laughs> you say ale and she turns around and uh, you hear <clears throat> and she comes up with four big tankards of ale. Um, says, that's a copper pace each. I flick her out of my thing in a silver piece. Much obliged. She takes it and goes back to watering the masses. What sorts of uh, bar games are there going on right now? Uh, it, it looks like um, a lot of dice games are going on. Um, Arm wrestling? There's. Uh, it would probably not be difficult to find somebody to arm wrestle you. For money. <laughs> I... This is the this is definitely a crowd that would be like, yeah, I'll arm wrestle you would gamble. All right. <laughs> Even you, Lex, would know that looking about. <laughs> well, just look to see if there's anyone already like partaking. I was like, well, I'll take I'll, I'll take a shot at it. Yeah, there's no oh. no stick no stick in a hole or yeah, dowel in a hole. <laughs> yeah. Dowel in a hole. Uh, <laughs> All right. So uh, yeah, you find um, a, a group of. Um, definitely some foul members, um, uh, sitting at a table, hard drinking, kind of like laughing and pounding on the table to each other. And you actually recognize one of the drivers, um, from the, the wagon and he's just kind of like drinking a beer and he looks up and he just kind of like raises up his finger and he's like, <laughs> this is the one I was telling you about. He's just, he's small, but he swings that sword around. It was... Lord, nothing I've ever seen. How are you, lad? I'm, uh, I'm doing great. Just stopped in here for the night to see what everyone's up to. This Trying is to... what we're up to, right, boys? Over like pitting table and drinking. Um, yeah. What what sorts of things do you guys do here besides drinking for entertainment? <laughs> we we drink, we dance, we fight, we do other things, and I. <laughs> I don't get that. <laughs> oh, it's just uh, the mocking bottle is a place to put up your feet, to have a good time, to let loose. And uh, after that hellscape we rolled through, 
Well, I'm cutting loose tonight. Well, um, I was interested if anyone was up for uh, any bar games or challenges, I guess. Oh, yeah, you, you've come to the right place. These uh, these chaps are just up for about anything. They're all looking to lose some coin, I'm sure. <laughs> what do you propose? An old-fashioned drink-off? <laughs> uh, I mean, my go-to is just going to be arm wrestling, I think, but we could try that, too. One of them just slams down an empty, an empty mug, and he says, "I'm game." <laughs> Jockeys up. All right. And then everyone is like, "Oh, okay, all right." They kind of back up a little bit. One takes a rag, wipes off the table because there's beer spilled all over it, and with his stubby little fingers, dwarven hands, he's kind of twiddling his fingers back and forth. It's like, "So we're gonna make this interesting, right?" Uh, yeah. Um, that means money, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that means money. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I don't know how much. <laughs> let's say, uh, let's say a silver piece. Okay, I'll put a silver piece on the table. We'll do. Uh... Yeah. All right. Let's do it. And. um yeah, he's gonna square up, and um, why don't you? Uh, we'll do uh, best out of three strength checks to. Uh... Let's see here. I'll put a silver piece on the table. Oh, for the dwarf. <laughs> I would never bet against you. Yes, so they start. Uh, they start. Uh, other coins start kind of clattering onto the table. So Lex is in for a silver. Dwarf one is in for a silver. Good old dwarf one. Charles in for silver, and I don't know how gambling works. So, um, somebody matches your bet, Kaya. <laughs> <laughs> I just figured there was like a pot. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know how that would work with with Kaya throwing in money then. Well, if she's the only one, it basically wouldn't mean anything. Yeah. Lex can keep who, it if he wins. It's fine. Who, 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 you, who are you betting on? You're betting on Lex? Um, yeah. Okay. All right. So we'll say after uh, it's all said and done, if you guys want, uh, the the dwarves throwing on their boy to the tune of um, five gold pieces. Mm. If you're willing to match that. Should Uno be gambling? <laughs> um, you guys going? You guys matching that? Five gold pieces? Five gold piece bet? Team Blessed versus Team Foul in arm wrestling? I show up <laughs> with the four drinks. What's going on? <laughs> I'll, just put, I'll just put uh, another four gold on the table from my stash okay. for trying to keep it matched. Yeah, I'll right. like a, whatever's left a gold okay. piece to match in. All right. Out so then it's stash. on. All right. My meager stash. So we'll make two uh, just contested strength checks. All or, right. Or two, best two out of three. Yep. All right. First one. Uh, that is a 26. Oh, and he rolled a 20. So he's like, like kind of like 
cockily like looking around the room as like you guys kind of like you know first kind of like tight up and he's like trying to be like all oh, tough like oh this is nothing he's just like oh, oh, oh as you start to kind of push him down um roll let's go again all right that is an eight an eight so he rolls a 15 and he's kind of pulls it back over um and and you guys are just kind of like going back at it and there's this the, the tables as he's kind of like holding it i mean it's a pretty thick wooden table um and he's like kind of holding it he's got one foot down and he's kind of stomping it as he's like pushing and shaking the table around and knocking things off his shelf as it does it um <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh one more check here all right all right so 21. So you all watch as Lex just starts staring and an almost f- a somewhat familiar focus and intensity begins to kind of emanate from around him. And he almost seems to have this kind of glow. And the dwarf is just like looking him squared in the eyes. And you know he's looking at the same Lex, but he's seeing something very different. And Lex just just slams the door <laughs> and, and he throws him so hard, his feet go up over his head. He almost just like tosses him with just his forearm um, back over and he barrels over. And uh, all the dwarves just kind of like laugh and one of them kind of like dumps his beer on the guy that's on the ground. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> After that, I actually like snap out of that, I guess, and like yeah. rush over and try to help like pick him up. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to actually like throw you. Know, you. That, that was, you're, you're much stronger than I gave you credit for, lad. That was good on you. Good on you. And as he as he takes his beard and like, rings <laughs> oh, out the no. beer the beer that's in his and he and goes back to drinking. <laughs> God, his beard is a dish rag. <laughs> it holds a lot. Yeah. Well, all right. Good game. <laughs> Any other takers? <laughs> After that display, people are like, "No, I'm not losing my money back, kid." <laughs> Damn it. Scoop up all the gold pieces into my uh, purse. We need to go somewhere no one knows me. I guess you're in company. Which should be everywhere. <laughs> all right. Well, Una, what do you think? Do you want to sit down for a little while? Una is like shell shocked by all of this. Like, half sees what Lex is doing and just kind of just looking at everything happening around her. I, um, 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 yeah, yes. Is a seat somewhere? Yes. Downstairs yeah, there, or there, upstairs? There, right here. There are tables. There are tables around that you can sit at. There's a lot of people, but. Has anyone eaten? Probably... Uh, it doesn't look like it. Okay. Doesn't look like it. Uh, there are there are sort of hallways and stairs off of this main sort of big, um, you know, drinking hall that you're in that you imagine goes to you know other areas of uh, the mocking bottle that you could see bulging out from the building outside. Uno will take a seat and oh. just just stare at everything. I'll hand her the, the beer. Here you oh, go. go. I'm gonna try this. What? What? Oh, uh huh. Yeah. It just holds it. That's it. <laughs> just looking out. It's like food, Una. You drink it. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And she like lifts it up and shakes it to drink. She takes a drink. 
She takes a drink, not thinking about it. Yes, the uh, um, the, the the foam and froth of the beer kind of catches you by surprise. You know, it looks like it's a solid mass as it's kind of coming from the uh, uh, out of the glass into your mouth and it catches you by surprise and it, some of it rushes up your nose and you're overtaken by the effervescence of the beer. And um, <laughs> it's um, it's warm. Like it's cold, but as soon as it like goes down your throat and hits your stomach, like you kind of feel this warmth in you and this this tingle um, that you haven't really kind of experienced before. And it doesn't taste good. You don't really like it. <laughs> somehow it is good. <laughs> I'm getting like, Kevorkian flashbacks. <laughs> Wait, what? What did you give me? Is this spoiled? Is this magic? I don't understand. No, it's neither of those things. It's actually the opposite of spoiled. It keeps water from going bad it's the whole reason it exists uh this and this is a drink i'm not supposed to like chew this top stuff because it just why is it on here this that's foam am i allowed to take another drink of it yes drink as much as you'd like do you remember do you remember while we were on the road when darvin came to our fire and he Mm -hmm. was drinking what he was drinking was sim similar to this Kind of. I don't know that I would go that far. <laughs> I, but he didn't drink it out of this. I'm so confused. That was a drink. <laughs> I'm back to staring aimlessly out into the, the partying crowd. So go, going back down to the, uh, the first floor um, where... Eret is having a nice glass of wine at the bar. Ooh, this is too much. It's not. It's not this. Don't worry. Whatever. Whatever. Whatever this is. Heart attack. Whatever that was. Um, uh, a uh, a fellow halfling comes up to the uh, the seat next to you and looks over and says, "I will have." What he's having. And bartender pours a glass of wine. This is a good year. Well, hello. Hello. I say, you look familiar to me. Does he look familiar to me? No. Okay. No. Uh, I get that a lot. It's, It's the face, really. No. It's the giant shell on your wagon. You are the owner of that wagon. I thought I saw you milling about it earlier today. Uh, co-owner, really. Okay, well, I would like to buy that shell from you, sir. Um, how much are you offering? I'll give you a thousand gold pieces for it. Tempting. Um, I'll have to go find the other owners and talk to them about it since you know co-owners and all that reasonable reasonable well the name is chouncy here's my card and he gives you um his card which says um chouncy underbarrel and um it says procure of fine goods. If you are interested in selling it, you should uh well, just ask for me at the bar here. They know who I am and uh 
I'd be more than happy to. Out of curiosity, what would you do with it? Well, uh, to be frank, I'm not sure yet. However, I know some people in Spanifex who might have use for what I believe is a uh, flail snail shell. You could call that creature that, yeah. Ah, well, yes. Well, I um, I acquire things that um, my clients look for and uh, keep an eye out for goods that they may um, add to their collections or help them potentially achieve an end to something that they are pursuing. Either way, I'll give you a, happily give you a thousand gold pieces for it. Do you have Please. a... Anything you're trying to get rid of currently? Uh, that I don't, actually. I, uh, well, I was coming here to check out some of the goods that uh, arrived. Normally do I make my way around the kingdom, you see. But, um, well, I find myself and my wagon stuck inside while, um, I'm afraid I've picked over everything in town and Lucky for me, a giant flail snail shell rolled into town. And I just so happen to have a thousand gold pieces for it, if you would be interested. We'll uh, be in touch then, I guess. Excellent. Now, I will be taking my uh, glass of wine up to my room to enjoy it in private. I bid you adieu. And I'm sorry, your name? Uh, Eret. Eret? Well, I do hope that you will consider my offer. It's tempting, for sure. And he heads up the stairs to the loud, raucous common room where no one else notices him because of all the crazy partying. And he's a small halfling. Hmm? And he's a small halfling. <laughs> and he is a small halfling. And that, um... Takes it back up to the uh, the rest of the blessed, who are still sitting amongst the crowded and loud party level of the mocking bottle. Well, you know, you got your feet back under you. Wait, wait, we're we're gonna leave? Well, that was the plan. Once you had a bit of a rest and could disguise yourself once again, we have things to do. Remember? No. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yes, we can we come back here tomorrow? We can maybe. certainly maybe. I mean, as long as we don't cause too much of a commotion and end up fleeing from town with our tails between our legs. Two gold pieces for the wine era. <laughs> as it is, oh. I don't want to leave Eret downstairs by himself for too long right now. He seemed like he got a bit of a shock while we were talking to Joe. Well, he okay. might have found out his family's all dead, or at least they're missing. Figured he might want some space. Well, I, I thought Eric just didn't have. A, I thought Eric just didn't have a last name. Well, yeah, he does, and apparently it's an important one. Hmm. Have I? Would I have heard of the Semekis being in and out of Spanifix all the time? Probably not. Not in what you were doing in the circles that you would have run. Probably. Even the halflings in the prison pits wouldn't have known. Or mentioned, or... 
I don't think so. All right. Well, and if they long? did, it's not something you would have like jogged Take logged to your memory. Yeah. yeah, like they could have easily yeah. been like, "Yeah, fuck the Semekis or something." But you've been like, oh. "Well, well, <laughs> like, they're great. They're great." It means nothing to me. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Yeah. Well. Uh. So what's the word, Una? Yeah. It's it's been enough. But yeah, I can. It, we're. We we should come back at some point, but yeah, we can go. These these things exist all across Fireswain Kingdom. This they won't do. be the last one we run into. I, I thought this was like special. This is this is amazing. I mean, it is special. You, you'll get over it eventually, though. Usually, much mid twenties or so. <laughs> they don't hold as much uh, sway over you. <laughs> when you can drink cheaper at home <laughs> with people that you want to be with. <laughs> Allegedly. Duck, duck, dice, ladies and gentlemen. Come for the D&D. Stay for the social commentary. Well, if, if these exist in more places and we might be able to come back to this one in particular, yeah, we can go. All right, let's go. Let's collect Aaron. I'll head downstairs. <laughs> All right. I was just thinking to myself, like, why haven't I been to the bar in a while? Like, oh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> the bar. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Because you haven't left your house in a month and a half. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You need to tell me there's other places to drink that are not on Zoom slash Discord. Yeah. Oh. So yeah. we'll go down and collect Eret. All right. You guys go downstairs. You collect Eret, uh, leaving the mocking bottle. And that's where we will take a quick break. And we will be back to the action shortly. Stick around. Hello, welcome back to Duck Duck Dice. The blessed, the heroes of our journey, were just leaving the Mocking Bottle, a raucous bar in Marin's Gate, uh, heading north in the city to investigate the foul warehouse that was taken over by the mercenary group hired by the trade houses known as the Three Spears. So you all are walking through the um, the dark, darkening streets of Marin's Gate. Um, the uh, the warehouse itself is sort of more um, nestled in the northwest corner of the city than um, at least I think it is. Let's see. Hold on. Northeast, right? Northeast, yes. Yeah, it's sort of nestled um, not far from the uh, main wall um, of the city. Um, I'm curious, how are you guys? So again, you're going to have to be moving through kind of like the alleyways between the houses, which, you know, some folks, I mean, it's kind of like any neighborhood. Some people will have a light outside, others won't. Um, some people have their lights off. Um, some folks have... Uh, dimly or brightly lit homes that sort of cast some light uh, through the alleyways, but it's um, pretty much, I would say, dim light through the uh, most of the areas of these alleyways. Um, 
But uh, yeah, how are you approaching this? Well, before we left, um, I would have transformed into my smaller self. So uh, short brown hair, brown clothes, very unassuming. Um, And then, yeah, just followed the group's lead. All right. There's no, like, main road between us and the warehouse. It's all... It's sort of it's sort of nestled in between some of the back alleyway areas um, around some some homes and other buildings. Uh, <clears throat> why don't we use this as an opportunity to do what Joe said and uh, complain about the foul and act like we're looking for a way that we could sneak our wagon through? I know it's a dumb thing, but just like a I don't think it'll fit down through this alley or whatever, so that we have some excuse at least if we get stopped. We can say, like, well, we're just trying to find a way through this blockade. I mean, there's always the old standby of acting as if we're lost. Of what? Acting as if we're lost. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we're kind of poking around with purpose, I would assume, around this thing. So. Do we need. Just one of us kind of meandering along the road to act as lookout. Oh. That's a good idea. Uh, and I'll pull my cloak around me and I'll poof hell me into existence <laughs> under under my cloak. Uh, and bring him out. Tell me he could look for us. Like, be a lookout be... or look at the warehouse? You can look at the warehouse, right? If we're close enough. He could do that, or he could look out for us. His vision is probably better than ours, honestly. Well, he'd be a bit more inconspicuous, too, peek poking around the warehouse. I can look with his eyes if somebody can. Well, let's get within 100 feet of it or whatever. Yeah, uh, let's do that. The clearest, the nearest uh, cross section, intersection, and hang out there for a few while I look around, if that's okay. Any objections? Works for me. Yeah. It seems smart. Better than poking around a warehouse where there might be, you know, people who want us not there. I mean, if it's a major site, she might know what a familiar is, but it'd at least give us some buffer. Plausible deniability. I don't think she'd be able to recognize me from seeing him, so. No, yeah. He wouldn't just book it back to you? Well, he would if he sees something. If he doesn't see something, though, I mean, he can be sent back to where he came from. Yeah, I would say, too, that, I mean, just based on the layout of the area around you, you could very easily be within 100 feet of the warehouse and be hidden from the view of anyone in the vicinity. So, yeah, we'll do that. We'll get us within 100 feet of the warehouse. All right. So you guys head um, north up between the densely packed buildings of the northeast quadrant of uh, Marin's Gate. And um, heading north, approaching from the south, um, I'll say that you guys kind of get close enough to get a, a, a view of... So the building is about maybe 60 feet wide or so. 
on its longest side runs roughly a hundred feet or so. Um, it's two stories tall. Um, very much like a, a warehouse or a barn built in the style of the rest of the architecture around it with the kind of thick wooden beams forming at the etchways. And, um, yeah, so you guys are within a hundred feet of it and there's not really anybody around. Well, if something happens, just pick up my body and take me away. Okay. <laughs> Got it. You're supposed to sweep her off her feet. <laughs> Why would he do that? So he I... can run with her. Oh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> when I see through homie's eyes, I can't see through my own, so I don't know what's going on here. I'll be. Do you, do you have something like that, Una? What? No, I didn't read the same books as. Uh, Una, yeah, we've established no. you didn't read books. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, sending Helmy up into the night air, I will show you what he sees. Uh, Can you make like a cinematic? Can it be like a him swooping through and we watch the town? So, this is what you see. This is, I'm obviously not showing you the um, inside of the building, but it's two stories tall. Um, Make a perception check. Oh, no, I want that one. Uh, ooh, 14 and 15. So his, is it my perception or his perception? His perception? His, his. Plus three, 18. 18. All right, so you see um, this sort of long building um, with a, a wagon parked outside of it. Looks like some crates and things that were destined to either, you know, arrive to or leave from. The warehouse remains stagnant. Um, there's a large set of sliding double doors uh which appear to be the main entrance um here um flanking the doors are two members of the three spears uh who are watching um on the roof you can see that there are two um maybe seven by seven kind of wooden panels that seem like they might kind of swing up um as a way in through the roof but this uh sliding door here appears to be the only entrance uh, on the ground floor in or out there are no windows uh on this warehouse um but and, and these two guards are kind of somewhat lackadaisically kind of standing uh guard there uh but something else also catches Helmy's eye and that is the um scattered presence of darkly cloaked figures along the roofs of adjacent buildings uh, to the northeast, south, and west, watching the perimeter of the area around the warehouse. Um, These folks are not dressed like the um, more bandit types, really. Um, on the ground, there are darkly shrouded hoods up over them as they sort of lay flat and crouched on the rooftops, um, trying to remain inconspicuous while they are clearly keeping an eye on the streets and immediate surrounding. If, um, if I fly around to the northwest part of the building, like that back area, 
Right here? Uh, I don't know. I don't see a ping. Oh. Here? Is that? Can you see the ping now? Yep. Yeah. I guess I fly over there. Um, yeah. Is the building like. Is it like airtight or is there anywhere where there is a gap or a hole? So this this part of the barn is like two stories tall. It's higher peaked. Uh, this one has an addition, a similar kind of peaked roof, but it's pretty much only one story. Um, like I said, there are two um, sort of large wooden hatches on either side of the peaked roof here on the east and west sides. Um, the main gate here, but other than that, it looked like a pretty solid constructed building. No major holes or um, openings in it other than those that I've laid out. Um, I guess uh, Helmy will take just like one slow, lazy owl around the building before perching on the very top uh, for a few moments, like looking for somewhere to land. And mm -hmm. we'll just uh, use his keen owl hearing, or I will use keen owl hearing to listen to see if I can hear any sounds coming from inside. Okay. Uh, make a perception check. Ooh, that's even better. Uh, 23. 23. Um, although not able to make it out, um, you can hear um, two loud voices, two voices having a loud con like conversation. Um, somewhat heated, but you're not able to really hear, hear um, the details or any actual words of it from this height and through the roof. Uh, I'll leave Helmy on the roof for a moment and I'll come back to my own body mm -hmm. and I'll describe what I saw. I've got... There are people watching the building. I don't think they are of the same faction. On the other rooftops, two guards out front and there are two people arguing about something inside. Did you see people on the rooftops closer to where we're at now? Did I see people on rooftops closer to where we are now? Uh, they appeared the, um, what was it one, two, the four, the four ones that you saw, um, were, uh, no, they were just around the, almost directly around the building. It's like they're not, not really close to the building. No. Like I said, there's probably about a hundred feet or so of alleyway between you guys and the, uh, cobblestone pathway that goes around the perimeter of the warehouse. So yeah, that's what I saw. So if they are part of the same faction, what, do, you, wait, do you know if they're not? Or, I mean, if they are, then they'll warn people inside if we're coming up. But if they're not, then we'll just watch. Maybe. My I guess is the first one. That's kind of what I'm thinking as well, but they've got no kind of identifying insignia or anything. Just dark cloaks. Well, he said one of them was uh, more of a cutthroat type. You think maybe they're splinter 
factions within the three spears? Could be. Maybe they have separate uh, specialties, and that's what the three spears are. Kaya, you kind of feel this bit of a shock, almost kind of like a slap in the face. Oh no! Oh no! (laughs) I go back to Helmy if I can. You find that Helmy is no longer on this plane. He's gone back to his pocket dimension. Oh. What was O? Helmy's gone. Oh, I don't like... uh, Oh. Well, that's never happened before. I don't like that at all. Did he just leave? Sounds like we should be on our way then. It does sound like we should be on our way. Uh, he was just sent back to his plane. I don't know whether that means that someone shot an arrow through him or, or something. Or a mage did something. Or a mage did something. I don't know. I don't like that at all, though. Oh. Uh, yeah, let's continue this conversation elsewhere, then, perhaps. Oh, speaking of conversations we should have as we're walking away from this place. Okay, so you guys, which which direction are you heading now? Are you heading to back the, north, the way you came? To the northwest. Uh, to the northwest, yeah. okay. So you're heading west back to the main road of town. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And you guys quickly make your way there. Um, Why no do one you, seems to. How long do you think yeah. this damn blockade's going to go on? It's supposed to be to the south in the, the next <clears> week, and if we can't get through here... I don't know, but I'm getting real tired of being forced to just sit tight and not be able to go where I want. <laughs> Sorry, Eric, you were saying something. <laughs> yeah, speaking of people that uh, have done everything they can at home and need other stuff to do, um, this uh, kind gentleman uh, talked to me at the bar at the uh, Mocking Bottle. Uh, he's quite interested in our shell, if we so care to sell it for a thousand gold. A thousand gold? That's what he was offering. It's got magic nullification properties, I mean. Personally, worth it. I think it's worth more, but it might behoove us to just get rid of it. It's kind of very obvious. I don't know. Isn't there, like, anything you can do to maybe convince him to pay more for it? Yeah, but how much more? Like, how much do you think that's worth? I don't know. I so, just how good do you think you could talk it up? Seven. Yeah, Eric, you would you would definitely know that, like, you know, within negotiating tactics, people usually start with a uh, a low number, um, which you rightly have intuited that this gentleman probably may have been doing. Um, but the exact value of this flail snail shell, you're you're not exactly sure. But you're confident that the dude probably lowballed you. No one comes in with their best offer, you know. <laughs> what? That's, that's no way. But yeah, uh, it really depends on if we want to get rid of it or not. But don't some of you sleep up there? Isn't it comfortable? There's other places to sleep. I suppose. I just slept up there because it was cool. No, I mostly just kept it because I thought it looked cool, but like, it's a shell to me. 
It's kind of I mean, like the top bunk of a bunk bed. It's actually the most like inconvenient and not comfortable, but it's the coolest part of the bunk bed. So that's where you go. Yeah, and if your little brother pees, it doesn't drip down on you. Yeah, yeah. And then hey, when you wake up, hey. you got to go down the metal the metal ladder and bottom of feet. <laughs> you just jump down. Gosh. <laughs> no, your parents yell at you for that one. Yeah. Or you fall out of it. Yeah, pretty much. Anyway, uh, so do we want to get rid of the shell or not? I don't know. I don't have any personal attachment to it. It does make a good sled. Talking to him, he said that the town was pretty well picked over in terms of stuff to buy, so I'm not sure there'd be a lot to do with a thousand gold here anyways. What, uh, we don't think it has any use to us. I mean, it was pretty well nullifying Kaya's magic. Yeah, if we, if, we, if we really we, wanted, we could create some armor or something out of it. Could we somehow use it as, I don't know, a way to help us against the mage? Just, oh, we could man. just walk you in as a giant a crab. Giant <laughs> Have Lex like, hold the shell up above us and we'll all like, scoot in underneath just, it. Just yeah, a, just, here, here a we go. We, <laughs> yeah. we, we build a giant wooden crab. We leave it on their doorstep. <laughs> <laughs> They'll bring it inside. It's the Trojan crab. <laughs> yeah, I don't even just... know how we got to crab. It was a snail. Because <laughs> yeah. it's a hermit crab. Like... It, yeah, it's a, it's a yeah. wooden hermit crab. This right. sounds like a promising idea, and yet I also feel like I just took the form of an inconspicuous <laughs> owl to check the situation out. So maybe, maybe not. Maybe not something so inconspicuous. <laughs> Maybe. They would never know. Especially so you're saying they're too smart. Do... Yes, the there's. There are many people in this town who happen to have a flail snail shell on in their party. They'll never know it was us. <laughs> <laughs> we could have. Now wait a minute. Is this that flail snail shell or the <laughs> other flail snail shell? <laughs> Every town has two. <laughs> okay, new idea. We go find another giant shell and paint it to look like our shell. And we plant that on someone else. <laughs> oh, oh, hey, look. The door's to the wagon. Uh, I guess we're losing half the party here. <laughs> it was oh, yeah. just an idea. I don't know how viable it was supposed to be, but I don't know. Let's just get away from the warehouse for now. Yeah, you guys are, I mean, well on your way to the area. You're you're kind of now between the uh, northern gate that you came in through and uh, the inner district on the main road there. Um, the dock is just ahead before you would turn and head south to uh, towards the Crow Flies Inn. Were you guys going to go back to the wagon now, or are we all going to the docks together? I don't... After our last showing, maybe we shouldn't all go to the docks. Maybe just one or two of us. Well, I can see in the dark, so I should go. I wasn't planning on staying at the wagon tonight. But I can see mm -hmm. in the dark and sneak around a bit easier than probably most of you. Well, so you two do that. I guess, uh, Lex, you're going to the wagon by yourself. Uh, don't get eaten in the night. Uh, and, you know, we'll go back to the crow flies. 
Oh, yeah, for sleeping. We couldn't just, you know, go back to the fun place. Yeah, I there suppose. Might, there might be fun and food at the Crow Pies. Right, I think I should probably sleep. Fun. I'll probably stay up until Kaya gets back, but Well, then let's go back to the inn. And Lex will start walking back toward the wagon. As I'll scram behind the Hulk starts playing. Scram Scram Finch! <laughs> I hear Scarmity Finch eats little boys. <laughs> the hag in the cabin in the woods. <laughs> what a twist. He's the More big bad guy. Yeah. We're gonna see him again. <laughs> it's me, Scarmity Finch. <laughs> I was evil the whole time. <laughs> now let me oh, tell yeah. you about the... The fourth stage to my retirement plan. <laughs> I'm actually a level 12 druid. That's why I could hear you so well. <laughs> that would be awesome if that was true. So what are you guys doing? Uh, in the party? Aaron and Una are going to the crow's fly. Lex is going to the wagon. Kyle's going to get caught snooping around, and I'm going to go check out the docks. Wow. Wow. Those last two are pretty much the same thing. But... So, Kyle, what are you doing? <laughs> No, no, I'm going with Ally. He okay. just assumes that that I'm going to get caught, and he's not. Okay, it's a pretty good <laughs> assumption. Why? I'm stealthy. Not as stealthy as he is, but pretty stealthy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. So. <laughs> You guys all split up. Um, Era and Una taking a left uh, to go south to the Crowflies Inn. Uh, Lex leaves the party early to go to the wagon just outside of the northern gate. Ally and Kaya continue on the course to the northwest part of town uh, where the dock is nestled against the small river. Uh, how are you approaching? Sneakily? Uh, like are you skulking from shadow to shadow are you pretending to be two you know star-crossed lovers on a walk together um lost tourists <laughs> drunks I'm first off i'm gonna keep an eye out to see if there's anyone following us all right make a uh perception check uh 16 uh 22 22 um looking you know you see um you know one or two people in the distance who seem to be kind of going about their business but nobody catches your eye as far as following you or paying you know super close attention to you uh well kaya how sneaky do you feel do you want to just kind of walk up there and act like we uh, own the place or do you want to sneak from shadow to shadow I've I've never done the first one. I think I'm actually better at the second. Fair enough. I will uh follow your lead then. I don't know. This seems like more your wheelhouse than mine. Maybe I should follow yours. <laughs> All right, fair enough. And I will duck into an alley. All right. Uh make a stealth check um to 
yeah, try to sneak. Uh, you can do it with advantage, or Kaya, you can do it as well. Do you want to just do it with advantage? Okay. Uh, seven <laughs> plus eight. Forward! Because <laughs> I so, rolled a so, four and then a seven. So oh, would you roll all together? Uh, a four and then a seven would have been a, an eight plus seven, so fifteen. Fifteen? Okay. I um, should roll because I would have gotten a twenty-two. <laughs> you know, as you approach and kind of make your way through the buildings from shadow to shadow, um, here's what I'll do for you. Um, you can hear sort of, you know, between the buildings, it's it's pretty quiet. You can sometimes hear the occasional loud conversation or a baby crying, um, you know, in, in the houses as you're kind of passing between them. Uh, but then eventually you kind of start to hear this whooshing sound of the river as it flows by the west part of town. Um, and, you know, kind of dodging from, uh, from alley to alley, corner to corner, shadow to shadow, um, you sort of take in the view of the dock, as it were. And this is what you see. Ooh. Um, so the, the boat is the one with, that you are looking for, is the one with the sail on it here in the center. Um, but it looks like there are um, you know, at least eight of the three spears um, street thugs um, guarding the area right now. But none of them uh, seem to notice you as you sort of take in the, uh, the scene there. And this is kind of the extent of the dock. Um, yeah, here at the... Um, this map is definitely backwards, um, but this is north. The very elongated N. This, this <laughs> would be south. Um, so uh, along the north side, there is where, like, there's a wall um, that, or uh, there's a couple of buildings, um, and then it ends in uh, the oh, northern wall anything. of the town. Yeah. Huh? Oh, nothing. Okay. So that is what you see. Works for me. I've got at least an idea. I do too. Let's actually. get out of here then. Before we <laughs> run into out. more trouble. Jesus. <laughs> Alright. So um where are you the two of you going? I'm heading back to the wagon. Okay. Uh I'll walk with him back towards the wagon so I can discuss what I was thinking. Okay. So what was your thought? Well, the river runs right through there. I can take that captain with me. We can drip in to the river up here on this side of the uh, town, float our way in. There's no one on the ship itself. We can get on the ship and get out of there before anyone even knows. That is, that's one thought. I also have this that I dug out of the griffin's nest, and I'll slip uh, the bag out of my pocket. This is uh, disappearing dust. For a short time, it can make you invisible. You could sneak right past them. They'd never even know. I don't know if that's a better idea or not. Well, it might it be a works. good escape plan. If floating in doesn't work, we can... 
ninja poof out of there. It only works for a few minutes. It could be only as few as eight, but not very long. So you'd have to be fast, whatever you did with it. Well, I mean, if we're trying to get escape, if things go south, I hope we're doing it quickly. Well, I don't know how it works in water, but I'm sure it would work fine. The um, water disappears. <laughs> whole river goes invisible. <laughs> just fish floating out. <laughs> that would be really cool, though. That would be really cool to see. It's a huge not object, so maybe some water would turn invisible around <laughs> you if you threw it in there. It'd brush away pretty quickly. <laughs> I feel like you'd still drown, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it would certainly, I think, be useful. Uh, yeah, I'll take it. Okay. Then I'll give him the little bag. Okay. So yeah, go ahead and add that dust to disappearance because I have ruined it for my inventory. Cool. Well, I should probably head back then. Are you coming to us in the morning or should we come to you? Um, why don't you come to us? Okay. Then I'll wave, and I'll turn around, and I'll head back towards the end. All right. Okay, so, um, Kaya, you make your way back to the Crow Flies Inn, um, and Ally, you head to the wagon just outside of the north gates of town uh, to reunite with Lex. Um, so, Kaya and Eret, while you are at the Crow Flies in um is there anything that you would like to do what's eric doing when i come in just sitting there with a glass of wine there's no there's no booze there no you think karen's letting booze into her establishment <laughs> shit karen uh, <laughs> no, she doesn't deserve this kind of slander a glass of water then i guess yeah, uh, she's. I imagine her with a bob haircut. <laughs> she's got the Kate Gosling going on. I assume that it's too late for food or anything, too. Um, it looks like that there's some, uh, you know, a few snacks and sundries out, crackers and, and cheese and a and a plate of cookies. They seem to always be having something out. That's kind of one of the selling points of this place. When Kai walks in, there's like a small plate with like a couple crumbs left on it, but not much else. And a glass of water. That's mostly gone. Do you want me to flavor that like alcohol for you? Uh, no. I'm uh, becoming kind of partial to water. Are you okay? Yeah. Just want to make sure things didn't go south. I don't mean what's going on with us right now. I'm going on with you. Oh, yeah, I'm fine. Sorry about your family. Yeah. Um I'm I'm sure they won't be harmed. They're they're kind of important. If it makes you feel any better, 
And I don't know whether or not my family's okay either. I know it's hard. I, I'm pretty sure that only really makes it worse. Saying I get it a little bit. Not all the way, obviously, but a little bit. What happened to your family? I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, I know... I don't know what's happened since I left them. But they aren't in the safest place, so anything could have happened between now and then. But they're, they're, you still know where they are, and they've survived that space up until now. Well, yeah, it's sort of. I don't know where, where my father is, obviously. Um, I think where my mother is, I think I might maybe have shaken things up a little bit by leaving. Yeah. So I don't know. Do they know where you are? No. Well, they know that I left. They, I mean, they did what they could for me to help me go. But, um, I didn't have a destination in mind, you know, so, no, uh, they don't really know where I'm at. And I have no way to talk to them either, like you. They can't really you know, send mail or anything. There are no couriers that go go there. I'm I'm sure with your magic you'll be able to talk to them at some point. I don't know. I've never heard of anything like that. It's out there. Why didn't you tell us who you were? Does it change anything? No, but that's kind of a point in the favor of telling us, isn't it? Not, not really. Like, it was information that could only really hurt. Why was your family in such danger? Um, you've heard of a war going on down south, right? Like, I've asked at yeah. every place we've been. They got invaded. There's something like, is it was it everybody? I don't know what it's like down south, or is it just? I don't it's know. Everybody, you heard there's there's refugee camps outside of Spanifex. Like almost everyone I know has probably been affected in some way, shape, or form by this. Everyone's been displaced. Everyone's way of life has changed. And, and I'm sorry, but like what you're going through is, is nowhere near the same. You, your family's lived up there for a while. They, they, nothing's changed for them other than you've left. I, I've had my whole world upended. It's, 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 it's not quite the same. No, I, I know it's not the same. I just, I know what it's like to be worried about your family. That's all. Where, where were you supposed to go? Safety, I don't know. Well, I was thinking that maybe we could check. We could check there if you if you know where you were supposed to be. Maybe that's a good destination for us. Maybe your family will be there. Some. 
I, I doubt those two places would be the same. Well, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Have a good night, Kaya. And I'll go upstairs to my bunk bed, which I have the top bunk. <laughs> All right. Cool bunk. Una? <laughs> Una, what are you doing? Una's just staying awake in the boarding room. So laying in bed, you know, a bottom bunk kind of person, not allowed on a top bunk. Uh, <laughs> just every now and then, like this. What's your 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 feet? When you lay in the bed, Una, the top of your head is at the top of the bed, and then your feet kind of your legs go off the end of the bed, and your feet are kind of resting on the floor, like at the other end of the bed. <laughs> you know, Una's used to you know a bed built for her in particular. And this is a great experience because she's just in a room with other people. This is spectacular. <laughs> like, I can just hear every... The, up, the upstairs bunk room um, is almost kind of like, if, if you imagine, um, almost kind of like a uh, an indoor track, but with bunk beds, um, where they kind of just go around like the circle of this room. Um, and there are a number of small um kind of stovepipe furnaces that are kind of dotted throughout the room to kind of heat the whole area up um with small um latched uh glass windows um that aren't very big but there's a number of them sort of along the outer edges of the wall um and at the very far end is a similar large cutout window uh that overlooks the river similar to the one in the common room we would have gotten herself as close to that window as she could, but also able to see the entranceway. Because he's not just checking to see when Eric or Kai is coming up. Yeah, this the stairs kind of just come up out of the like out of the floor. So as people walk up, you can kind of see the tops of their heads, and then they kind of emerge from the floor up the stairs. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, you definitely see Eric come up. <clears throat> And the room is filled with snoring people, some people with, you know, small candles who are reading books or scrolls in there, better jotting things down in journals. Um, there's one guy that seems to have a bucket at the foot of his bed, and he's kind of like whittling with a small pocket knife um, with the shavings kind of falling down gently into the bucket. Um, other than the snoring, it's pretty peaceful up here. Uh, Una, like when she sees Eric come up, like quietly like, taps her feet. On the ground. Eric, Eric. <laughs> you hear Eric from the other <laughs> side of the room. <laughs> this this not subtle whispering voice. Eric, Eric, and boom, 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 boom. The f- sound of these feet kind of tapping on the ground. We're going to act like I don't hear it and <laughs> crawl into my bunk. You just kind of jump into the, the one that's closest to you. Got it. Well, I, uh, I have to use the ladder. I can't really jump. But. Yeah, okay, yes, yes. Um, yeah, is Luna, you see Eric just kind of climb into bed. Is Kaya back? Eric, is Kaya okay? <laughs> Why isn't he answering? Something bad happened? <laughs> well, Luna's going to get up. I'm going to go to Eric's bed. <laughs> so you okay? see this, this, like, looking down at you. See on top of this bunk, <laughs> Una's giant face. Like you open your eyes and there's Una's face right next to yours. 
Are you up here because something happened to Kaya? Is Kaya okay? You're not telling me. I don't know. Should I go somewhere? Go downstairs. Good night. Okay. Night. Um, and Uno will take a peek downstairs. Yeah. And you see Kaya, I assume, sitting at the table right where you're at left? For a few minutes at least, yeah. Okay. Yep. That's what you see. Okay. No, you're still alive. Kaya, you should come to bed. It's, we've, I mean, you're still alive, which is very good, but you should be in bed. Sleep's important. I'll come up soon. Okay. All right. I'm going to go upstairs. Okay. And it goes back to her bed. (laughs) Just taking a glance over at Eric, and then, you know, right back to bed. Yeah. Staying awake until Kaya comes upstairs. Sounds good. Kai, are you just going to sleep then after some time? Uh, were the the baths that were here were they like single person rooms? Yeah, there's um off um off of the common area. There's kind of like a um yeah, like there's a, a changing room that leads to uh, a bath area. Um, but it's it's not open right now. I mean, it's at this point, it's probably you know eleven o'clock, close to midnight. But you could certainly try asking. I will then. If right. Wesna's around or someone's around. Uh, Wesna does not appear around, but you see somebody who looks like um, who you recognize as the uh, the cook, actually, who was um, sort of stocking the buffet. Um, excuse me. I, I know that it seems to be closed. Uh, would it be okay if I, I, I take a bath real quick? The water doesn't need to be warm or anything. I just have the dust of the road on me. It's been a long day. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh well. Yeah. I think that that should be that should be what Miss Westner. Yeah. Just just I don't care. Just clean up when you're done. Okay. Does that is that good? Of course. I mean, of course. Okay. It'll be right. like I, I don't never don't there. use don't use any of the herbs or, or the the oils, please. No. 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 I just need the water. Thank you. All right. And uh, yeah, he unlocks the door for you and. Um, lets you in like i said it's kind of um there's uh you kind of open the door and there's a small hallway with three rooms um one of which leads to a changing room and then um off of that there's a a very i mean it's kind of like a large closet with a bathtub in it um but there are some jugs of water resting outside of that second door um i go into the room with the bath and I, i lock it behind me as best I can. If there's a lock, if not, I just put my bag up against it. There's like <clears> kind of a latch, yeah, well, like a hook and hook and loop latch. I lock the door and I get out my um, my incense and my spell book, and I go through the ritual casting of bringing Helmy back because I don't want to live without him. Okay. And um, after some time, and uh, and an arcane poof, uh, Helmy returns. And I hold uh, him close to me, and I pat his head, and I tell him, "Sorry, I'm so sorry." <laughs> and after that, I will go up the stairs and go to bed. Oh, I'll press the digitate around me and like clean it up as best I can before I go up to. Cool. Cleaner than before I I got there. Better than Beautiful. I left it. Beautiful. Um, and mark off the ten gold, right? Better than the, I left it. Is mm-hmm. that the? 
10 gold worth of incense. Yeah, I've got the incense. You've got the bag. incense, right? Okay, cool. So mark that off. How many of those do you have left? Just curious. Four. Okay. You mean better than you found it. Mm hmm. I do. I do. I was reading and talking, and that's just what happens. All right. So the Crow Flies crew has gone to sleep. Um, meanwhile, over at the wagon, um, Ally and Lect. Um, you guys find Scramney Finch and Darwin sitting around a small fire. Uh, Marcus and Riley appear to be, uh, you know, Marcus is asleep. Riley's kind of like half awake, trying to take a, a long night watch. Um, and what are you doing with the evening? There are the waning night hours. Well, Lex, should we uh, have some dinner and call it a night? Yeah, I suppose that makes more sense. Again, what'd you guys find? Cooking dinner, as I explained. Well, there's some guards out there, but it looks like they don't have anyone guarding the ship specifically, or the boat specifically. If I can get uh, myself and the captain on it, I think we'll be all right. Kaya gave me this, and I'll hold out the bag. Uh, if things What's go wrong, it will make me and I guess people around me invisible for few minutes at least. Uh, so if things go south, uh, we can uh, make a quick break for it. Okay. Hopefully, uh, hopefully things won't go that way, though. I don't know. What is no, your what's your plan? Do you want to? Uh, I know you wanted to come with me, but it might be easier, better if it's less is more kind of thing. For that operation, they might need you if they're hammered down by some mage, and she seems capable if she dealt with Kaya's owl so quickly. Yeah, um... I, I, I guess I don't know. Um, if you think it's more useful for me to go with them, I will. Um, I just, I just don't know about the mage, I guess, is where I'm at with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, my plan is to, like I said, float in via the river with the captain. And then as soon as he's underway, uh, I will, or if things go south, use that dust and head to you as quick as I can. Uh, that way we're, if you guys are having trouble or whatever, I can be there to help, but. I wish there's a better way for us to know and things were maybe going badly for the other side. Yeah, that is, yeah, I guess there's no uh, good way to, uh, do that though present but uh yeah i don't know i think uh it'll be i don't think i'll have any trouble done things like this many times i don't i just don't want an 
I just don't want another warehouse getting burned down because of me fighting a mage. It might be a silly thing to be worried about, but... Yeah, I don't know. You seem to have more... I don't know. Of an understanding of it now than you did before. You can uh, use, it, use it sometimes now, at least. To, yeah. Uh, figure out what school of magic we're dealing with and things, so at least you're getting some control over it. Yes, I just wish I didn't occasionally blow up still. Oh, well, I'll do that occasionally. Some of yes. us not quite so literally, but... <laughs> Alright. Speaking of blowing up, hopefully uh, Kaya isn't bothering Eret too much tonight. I don't know about that. She okay. seemed like she was on good behavior when we left. I tried to tell her, you know, give him some space. He just found out his family might be dead. I don't know if she took the hint or not, but... I guess we'll see in the morning. Two of them never really did get along very well. I don't know if anyone really got along well with Eret. <laughs> but I guess... I know what you mean about Kaya. I guess he's alright, though. Uh, your your ears tingle a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we should try and get some rest. Maybe in between now and then, have you meet up with that captain and maybe we can try and talk about a snail shell. Yeah. All right, and I'll climb up into the snail shell for at least one final night. All right. So, as the entire group of the blessed, uh, the blessed, um, close their eyes for a well rest after quite a chaotic day, leaving the Halcyon Plateau and arriving in Marinth Gate. Um, Sleep overtakes you all. But Lex. Somewhere in the night. And the best way that I can kind of describe this is. Sort of almost like a fever dream. With. Strong feelings of strong feelings inside of you but like disconnected from anything that is you know visual or makes sense to you you're in the dark and somewhere far out in the darkness almost like a vibration this small flicker of feeling or of longing or connection sort of just a spark of it is somewhere out in the darkness in this strange sleep you're in do you pursue that feeling yeah I'll probably start with a couple 
tepid steps forward and then I guess try and walk forward as, as fast as I can while not having a good grip on where I am. So you again not walking it's almost like you're you're moving your consciousness through the dark towards this feeling towards this connection and as you move forward you can feel that vibration and that intensity kind of slowly grow till eventually there is a a, a pinpoint of light that starts to kind of grow and grow as you get closer. Clinton, are you there? Okay, okay. Um, you hear a little bit of a noise outside of the wagon. Um, that sounds like movement. That kind of stirs you from your sleep. Uh, I'm going to peek my head out of the shell. You see Lex walking towards the city, his eyes glowing white as he steadily paces into Marin's gate. What oh do boy. you do? Here we go again. <laughs> uh, I'm going to run up to him and kind of stand in front of him and see if he like notices me or anything. Um, Lex, as you continue to follow this ever-growing glimmer of light in this dark void, almost calling out to you. Um, you continue to walk forward, and Ally, he just kind of, like, walks right through you. Not, like, literally through you, but uh, just a, a strong walking gait, put, like, pushes you off to the side. I'm gonna try and, like, push him to, like, try to wake him up. Like okay. Yelling, like, Lex! Oops. Make a make an athletics check. Uh, it's probably like a seven or something. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, athletics. Yeah. So ten minus three is seven. Seven. You go to push him, and he kind of stumbles forward a little bit, um, but his gait remains kind of unimpeded. And the foul members that are kind of watching just kind of is he, is he sleepwalking as he kind of like just walks, um, you know, almost like Mr. Magooing it right through the like almost instinctively walking around things uh, <laughs> and the pathway um, towards some unknown destination does it is there like a direction it seems like he's heading uh he is heading south through the city uh... and lex as you walk that this light keeps kind of growing brighter and brighter um does it hurt at all or no it's it's there's there's like a longingness that you feel kind of connected to this light. Um, something, you know, almost kind of like a, uh, a, a, a hand seeking a perfect glove kind of thing that you're, you're drawn to this, that it's, but it's, again, you're kind of in this weird state of, of being, um, Ally, as he continues to walk through the city, do you 
do anything to try to impede him as he continues on. He's just walking straight. Um, it's 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 late. It's probably you know two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning. Not a soul is on the street. Um, even some of the the lanterns have kind of started to die down quite a bit. I'm just um, gonna walk next to him. Allies, Jesus, Pete's allies interested to see where he's going. Okay. By this. Okay. These continued um, happenings, though it's been a while. It has. Um, Lex, as you approach and get closer to this light, and it kind of grows in your your vision and your your being, um, and ally, you follow him south through the city um, to almost near, like an alleyway, actually kind of near the southern wall. Um, Lex, what you see is this the the white light has kind of overtaken your vision and this feeling of this intense like connection and, and vibration has grown as you've gotten closer to it and it's kind of developed and then there's this within the white light almost this shimmer this pure essence that you've been seeking through the dark in this weird state that you're in um, and the vibration is intense and you feel like a longing and a connection to this this shimming, shimmering ethereal um, flicker in this bright white light um, but two shadows sort of emerge into your vision and start approaching towards this shimmering light. What do you do? Um, am I armed? There's, there's not the, you aren't, you are not, you are not yourself. You are, you are, this is some sort of, you know, your, 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 your consciousness manifested in some sort of, um, weird state i mean you don't know that you're asleep you don't know that you're awake this is just all that is your world right now and these shadows are moving in towards the this glimmering light looking to almost overtake it and there's a sense of like dread um that sort of follows with these shadows as they move in towards that glimmering essence so I'll instinctively try to reach for my sword and realize that's not seemingly possible anymore. And I don't feel safe around those shadows, but I can't let them get that, so I'll, I kind of catch my breath um, more or less. And I'm just going to try and sprint toward the light. All right. Um, are you moving like past the shadows kind of thing? Yeah, or... I'm, trying to, like, okay. I'm trying to get to it before they can. Okay. Um, so, Ally, you see as Lex comes around the corner and there is this hooded figure leaning against the southern wall, sitting on the ground, kind of hunched over. Standing over him are two, um, not three spears members, not foul members, just two kind of 
guys, yes, who appear to be drunk and harassing this this figure. And you watch as Lex just barrels towards this figure and almost bowls over um, these two guys who didn't see him coming at all. Um, he's almost kind of like a, a quick flash as almost like instinct takes over as soon as he comes around the corner. Um, and they just kind of like get bowled off to the side. Um, Lex, you are now standing and, and the, the vibrations and intensity connection and this belongingness, this sense of oneness and familiarity is super intense as these shadows that you've just parted start to encroach on you An ally you see as these two guys are like, what the hell was that? And it's like, start to come at Lex. Lex, what do you do? Um, if uh, the shadows are trying to approach me again, I'm going to try and do what I can to push back. All right. So you see as Lex whoops the shit out <laughs> of these two dudes, um, just like, you know, John wicks their asses, um, never drawing his sword, just throwing them around. And they're 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 totally confused as to what is going on as you watch this happen. And they like pick themselves up the up off the ground and like, you know, with like limps, like drunkenly kind of dash off down an alleyway. Like, let's get out of here. <laughs> um, and Lex is just kind of standing there white eyed over this figure. And as the hood kind of raises up, you can see emanating from underneath the hood this blue light what do you do me uh, i'm no, just going to watch uh, ally. Uh, okay okay and the hooded figure kind of looks up at lex i'm going to be within like like right next to them and move up okay. to them but okay. not like interfere at all Okay, the guy, the the cloak kind of stands up and it's kind of this arched back um, and you can see it's the frame of um, an old human man um, and he pulls the hood off of his cloak and he's got long, unkept hair, scraggly beard, um, somewhat, you know, gaunt and, I mean, looks like, um, you know, a um, like a beggar, really. Um, but his skin almost kind of shifts with different hues of color as he removes the hood and that blue light sort of kind of fades from him. And um, looks down at you as Lex is kind of standing there. And Lex, you are, you're feeling like it's as if that anytime you have felt alone in your life or disconnected Imagine the complete opposite of that. There's this extreme connection that you're feeling as you are. It's almost as if two energies were that have just kind of meshed together. Um, kind of loss of self and more. It is. It's loss of self, but it's also a con- there's also connection there. You're you like you're like through this dark void. Whatever glimmering energy you are following is also inside of you. Um, like, just two like things coming together. And the old man just kind of looks at you, Alan, and says, 
Is this guy a friend of yours? He is, yes. Seems to be a friend of yours as well. And he just kind of looks Lex in the eye, and, and, and Lex, again, you feel just this sense, this, not euphoria, but belonging connection, and the old man just kind of stares in Lex's eyes, the, the bright light kind of reflecting almost off of his, and he says, I don't have any friends. Tell the kid. Does he know what he is? Doesn't. Damn. Do you know what he is? Does he want to know? I think so, yes. Well, I ain't going to be the one to break it to him. The stench neck swamps. I guess if this kid really wants to go down this path. Although, if he walks down it, I don't know how many more friends have they find out. But that's where he can go. And the guy just kind of puts on the hood and you see kind of again as he walks away this blue light kind of emanating from him as he almost just kind of fades away. And Lex, you feel this pulling, this you know, like 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 um you know, almost like going from you know um uh, from jumping in like out of a hot tub into the snow, this extreme change um, as you wake up standing yeah. in an alleyway with ally just kind of looking up at you and you have no idea where you are. I'll probably just double over uh, or fall to the ground after that. Um, just shivering uncontrollably and confused. Um, Um, and just looking for any sense I can, um, at Ally past him around, just suddenly empty. Ally, what, what happened? Why is everything cold? I'm not 100% sure. What do you had? Well, this happened before, and I don't know that we ever told you about it. When we were outside the entrance to the uh, mine, before we knew what it was, the first door there that we couldn't get through, the night before that, you had an accident, sorts. Bless and I awoke in the night, and your eyes were glowing, and everything around you was floating. But it looks like it happened similarly again tonight. You awoke, and your eyes were glowing. You headed into town this way, so I just followed to see what, if anything, was calling to you. 
but we made it to this alley and there was a man here and well three men the other two you quickly chased off the third though was scraggly fellow he asked if you knew what you are I told him that didn't and that you did want to know what you were and he said to go to the what stench neck swamp swamps swamps and then you should neck swamps find answers there but to be careful because it wasn't a path to be taken lightly that you could lose your friends the question what's that why didn't he just answer the question of what I was then he seemed almost scared to answer it this happened before not quite like this but the sleepwalking glowy eyed thing yes did I hurt anyone no well maybe those two guys but they walked out of here fairly quickly, so I think they're all right. I want to go back to the wagon. All right, let's go. I'll just pick myself up, and shivering, and just kind of hobble along behind Ally. When we get back to the wagon, I'm going to look over the map to see if the Stinchnik swamps are on it. All right. Well, as Ally and Lex make their way back to the wagons, I think that's where we will end for this session. Thank you so much to everyone. Sammy, of, cut out. Oh, am I still good? Am yeah, I good? No, you're good. Okay. Uh, thank you, uh, everyone, uh, for watching episode 21 duck duck dice we hope to see you around the table next time in the meantime stay healthy stay safe, and like we always say <laughs> roll on <laughs>